0: This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics, while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. welcome to The Leaders We Need. I'm your host, Joel Harder. Today, we have another special bonus episode, the second of three conversations that I had with my co-narrator for the audiobook When Leaders Matter. All along the way, as we worked through the audiobook in each section, my co-narrator, Drew Null from Hawk 5 Studios, and I took about 10 or 15 minutes or so to simply discuss the key topics big ideas in each step of the process to engaging leaders and this second conversation really delves into the importance of praying for leaders asking more for them so that they can be better and lead better because when our leaders are better we are all better but before we get to the second conversation on asking more for leaders. I wanna let you know that the next episode of The Leaders We Need will feature a conversation with Speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, Charles McCall. This was a wonderful conversation that delved into his personal history, the experiences that made the greatest impact on his leadership how he navigates the multifaceted and dynamic role of Speaker of the House and how he's working to cultivate a positive leadership culture across the whole House of Representatives and the policymaking arena in the Oklahoma State Capitol. Take a listen to this brief excerpt from my conversation with Speaker Charles McCall, and then we'll get into this conversation on asking more for leaders today on this special bonus episode of The Leaders We Need
1: we've got to be a a functional body not a dysfunctional body Um, anybody can be dysfunctional Mm -hmm. that's easy Mm -hmm. that takes that takes no effort at all to be Mm -hmm. dysfunctional it takes a great deal of effort and focus and um, on part of all 101 members of the house of representatives for us to have a A level of uh, functionality and civility that we can we can disagree and we can debate on an issue and how to solve the problem but at the end of the day we ought to be able to walk out of that building um, respectful of one another uh, friends with one another and go back to our districts and they be proud of the way that we conducted ourselves Mm -hmm. and so um that's what we'll continue to try to, to accomplish uh, in the House, I think that's the expectation, that's the standard. I'm happy in the fif- 57th we were able to uh, accomplish that. But once again, it goes back to, there's gotta be a willingness mm-hmm. and leadership, but it has, it has to be something that's important to every mm-hmm. elected official. And when it is, it doesn't matter what the crisis is, we'll get
2: through it. When Leaders Matter, How Civility, Integrity, and the Leaders We Need Are Possible by Dr. Joel W. Harder. Forward, written by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. In When Leaders Matter, Chaplain Joel Harder presents a three-step approach to engage leaders and restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. When that happens, leaders will be able to work and inspire our communities, states, and nation to address the real problems we are facing and navigate a way forward that will benefit all of us. When leaders matter, how civility, integrity, and the leaders we need are possible. Available now on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and barnesandnoble.com. So, Joel, as we kind of come out of this second section of the book, um, I, I, if you can, I'd love for you to expound on why it's so important for us uh, to change our perspective on supporting and, and praying for leaders before we really start to ask more of them. I, I, and I know that you know readers are like, "Well, what do you mean by asking more?" Spoiler alert: That's the third section of the book. But there's a real profound need. If I'm going to ask something for you, even if I don't necessarily agree with you, there's still a, a value I have to put on you as a person, you as a leader to have that desire. It, because I, if, if I just say, yes, I want the best for Joel, well, that, that means nothing if there's not a genuine heartfelt desire behind it, right? Because it's not going to impact anything that I do um uh, you know and then in this section we really dive into you know to to prayer and the power of prayer and i don't believe and this is my personal belief and love to hear your thoughts i don't think that we can pray for somebody genuinely in a way that's going to make a difference if we don't have a genuine heartfelt desire for the result of our prayer to actually come true drew
0: that's an amazing question and that is such a significant statement that I almost just want to sit and listen to and and think about it for a second. And I, I hope everybody listening will just take a moment to, to really think about what you just asked and what you just said. It is so important that the second step of this process is asking more for leaders. If we are going to desire good for someone, it has to be something we actually want and desire. Otherwise it's worthless. It's meaningless. It's, it is, it is a trite, Sentiment that doesn't mean anything, but if I truly believe in my heart and desire that they're blessed, that they're healthy, that their family's healthy, the things that I would want for myself, I want for them. If I truly have done that internal work of desiring that for them, then there's a whole change that's happening within me first and foremost before I even begin that process of engaging leaders. So yes, we know we want to ask things of our leaders and that's coming in section three. But before I do, I want to do an internal work of simply changing the way I feel and think about my leaders and, and simply desiring good for them. Now, I, I offer a couple different approaches. How do you do that? Well, Prayer is a very obvious way to do that. Prayer is a very it's a very personal thing. It's a very uh, powerful practice. I I also value prayer so much because I find prayer to be one of those activities that is a a common human endeavor that all people can do. Not now, not everybody does pray, and I know that, but everybody can pray. And we are living in a moment in history when it is so easy to identify the ways that we are not like other people, we find so many different ways to divide ourselves. So I always look for those activities that truly are uniting, that is something that all people can do. And so prayer is a great way to do that um, because it is a, a process of truly desiring good for someone else and good for a leader. And if I will lean into that That start that part of the process first. What's really happening is within me. There's a change in my perspective, in my attitude, in my thought process, even in my feelings towards them. Such that now I am in a so much more powerful place because it's a place of grace and goodwill toward them. That if I'm going to move on to step three and ask more of them and engage them, I'm a I'm in a much uh, much more powerful position to do that because I've done this internal work first.
2: We've talked about prayer being an instrument by which you can think and ask more for leaders. But, you know, as we mentioned, not, not everyone prays for them. How do they go about supporting leaders and, and, and still employ your, your strategy?
0: And this is so important and a very important question. You have got to remember that the ultimate goal, tactically speaking, strategically speaking, you asked employing the strategy, the goal here is recognizing within yourself that which causes you to feel contempt towards other people. And in politics, in our political discourse, it's rampant. There are things within us that cause us to feel contempt, and there are also external influencers that are, that are coming in and trying to stir that up. Strategically speaking, one of the most important elements of this second step is taking the moment to identify and, and defeat those, that rising contempt within us because that contempt will only lead to more incivility. There was a, a comment that you would made early on when we were first talking about this particular section. You, you asked me, "Why do we want to first change our perspective and asking more for them?" The reason is because we also want a different result. We want a di- we want something different in our political discourse, something different in our engagement with leaders. We don't want the same cycles of incivility to continue developing and growing in our culture we want something different we all want to ask more of our leaders and we'll run to that and, and we see it all around us we see it in the news we see it in in the streets we see advocacy takes on many forms my encouragement is do this first stop and ask more for them maybe it's praying maybe it's practicing warm-heartedness whatever practice you can take on that will begin to break down that feeling of contempt will put you in a position of power so that when you are engaging leaders and asking more of them, now you can, in grace and goodwill and in confidence, engage them in a way, influence the leadership culture.
2: No, I, I agree. I think if I could sum it up into a, a strategy or a, a tactic, it's self-introspection, self-reflection right? I mean, to your point, the contempt is, is what we're trying to eliminate. And I, I think it's, it's a strategy, even for those of us that, that do employ prayer, you sense that contempt, just at, just sitting with it and, and asking yourself where it comes from, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think is extraordinarily powerful uh, and, and necessary. I think a lot of times, and I'll speak for myself, uh, you know, when I notice contempt, I often very quickly write it off and dismiss it. To what you're saying the the real import is to discern where that contempt is coming from. And and why to your point that's the hard work. It's because once you know where it comes from, then you've got to do the really hard work of changing a thought process, changing a belief, an opinion, whatever the case may be. Because as long as that contempt exists, having that civility and engagement with other people in general, but leaders specifically, it's extremely difficult.
0: And prayer is just one way to do that. When you pray, you're appealing to a power that is greater. When we're thinking about and praying for political leaders, we're praying for people that do hold power. And all of our thoughts and preconceptions of government and political power and influence and authority, those dynamics are all a part of it. Why prayer is a is a helpful strategy is because it it, it's an appeal to an authority that transcends that power and the prayer is also one of gratitude and thanksgiving desiring good for them and the old adage you you can't hate somebody that you're praying for there's truth to that
2: yeah absolutely absolutely and to wrap it up you know for this this section i i to your point that that it's really difficult to, to hate somebody that you're praying for, it, it's also really difficult to completely dismiss somebody if you can find even the slightest bit of of gratitude for that person. When we talk about changing our, our views and our leadership culture, let's be real. We both have, have lived under leaders at every level that we didn't like, that we didn't agree with, we didn't like their policies and you know, whatever. But if you can find one thing that that you can be grateful and appreciate about that person, you've got the ability to appreciate them as a leader, them as a person, you know, and then start to ask better for them.
0: And you can begin to build bridges to more productive engagement and conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through non-political and non-partisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.